Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dyer here. Dustin Fraser here. Welcome to the post show for In Your House and Garage and Parking Lot and Roof and Through the Window. I mean, they was everywhere, so. Yeah, for, for a show that was in your house, it was it was not in your house very often. <laughs> it was everywhere but the house. The only people in our house were the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, guys, June 7th, when the beginning of summer is, it, I guess it counts as the official first pay-per-view in some ways, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Next week we get the, uh, I guess, one of the top brands, but... For tonight, we're going to talk about what happened on NXT TakeOver In Your House, a heavily, heavily themed retro pay-per-view, if you will. They really did. They brought back the retro house. Yeah, they, re- they really did. They, they, so certain things, it's not like I'm fond of that era. And I guess that's the biggest problem for me is like, it's cool to see it. There's nostalgia there, but it's not like I'm thinking, man, I really missed this. Like that stuff wasn't cool. So they, <laughs> so for me personally, and I know some people liked it, but I'm just saying for me personally, they went a little further back than I would have wanted, you know? And uh But we gotta make sure the kids can see it how we saw it. Like, no, no. Not really. They can have no. they they can save minutes and hours off of their lives if they don't. <laughs> you know, so no, definitely not. Not what I want. Um But in regards to the stuff that they did. They had retro commercials. I couldn't tell if I was being trolled at first or not. <laughs> you do. You know, because they like they brought back the guy from in your house back in the day. I was like, wait a minute. They brought him back. Todd Pattengale shows up. Good Lord. I never liked him. I didn't and know who he was, so again. I couldn't have an opinion. <laughs> you know? Like, if they hadn't have shown the fact that he was at the old in-your-house pay-per-view, shit you not, I'd be like, who the fuck did they just pick out of the blue? Like, I was never fond of this guy. And uh, even when I see, like, the old throwback videos of him, I cringe. I'm like, oh, Tom Pattengale. You know, he was just too too game show, you know? Welcome down, guys! You know, like that kind of a dude. You know it's bad when you see it <laughs> back when it first came out and it's still cringy? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And that's, how, and that's how I sort of feel about it, you know. NXT yeah. Takeover in your cringe. Yeah, in your cringe. If if we name it right down, if we, it down. write it. If we name post shows, it's, it's a shame we don't name post shows because that's what this will be in your cringe as far okay, as the, I'm writing it down anyway. the Todd Pat and Gale part. Um the commercials during this pay-per-view, like once again, I almost couldn't tell. We we did report on the main show that the good humor ice cream sandwiches were coming out, right? Yeah. Now was that a work? And like the, the deal they made with Good Humor was all along because they were going to be using the name in this storyline because they sure as hell didn't seem like serious commercials. And if they were good, good golden. But then what makes me question it was there was also Ico Pro commercial with, with Adam Cole. <laughs> Is that like, that's not legit, right? There's no way in hell. Yeah, I don't trust them anymore. I told what you before. I don't trust Is somebody going to come out and, and promote Stacker too? Hey, you never know. You know, it, it was just weird. It was I mean, to like, a gas station near you. I just didn't understand. Like I was thinking, okay, some of these are works. I hope the ice cream's not a work. <laughs> it was CM Punk all along. Uh, yeah, very strange. Uh, 
I guess they got the atmosphere that they were going for through presentation. Yeah, awkward as all hell. When you go over there, one of really awkward friend's house. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was, right? When you really don't want to go there, but that's the only place you can go at the time, and it's like, oh, God. Even as far as having the... uh and I remember this from pay-per-view. Their, their attention to detail, I got to give them credit for that. Even the part where they had a... Uh, you remember how they used to do? They would show that you can contact the wrestler through AOL. And then they would show like the wrestler backstage sitting somewhere typing on a computer. And, uh, you oh. know, kind of giving like a thumbs up to the screen. Like, there he is. He's definitely the one back here typing. They they even did that. Like during during intermissions between the matches. Did you see they had, they had Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Road Dog? The way they currently Yo, are, bearded and all. They and they're typing, and Triple H is typing because they look confused and Roadhog stuff pounding on the monitor angrily, like, oh, this thing, dumb thing don't work. Like they, like they tried to look as gorilla as possible typing on this. And it's funny because they're, they're making fun of it. But when you think about it, that's how it used to look. They used to always cut to, to some brawlic wrestler. Fumer, and he's typing on the fucking computer and they had Triple H and them do it. So I, I, I enjoyed stuff like that. I enjoyed because it, it, it's just, <laughs> It's just making fun of them. Oh, yeah, and also, yeah, and, and Stasis is right. They were not even the 800, yeah. 900 number. The 900 numbers, they don't, <laughs> they don't exist anymore, man. He looked over <laughs> like, when he looked over and he went dead, so I thought my network froze. He was that still. I thought maybe they so, would have gotten a 900 number for one day <laughs> at first. I mean, with the way things were going, you know, they were really committed to this in your house shit. Right, at that point, just rent it out just long enough. Look, yeah. we need this to like 9 o'clock, all right? Just... Very gimmicky of a pay-per-view. There's no questioning that. Like the super, super gimmicky pay-per-view. But I ain't complaining. All right. Well, we are going to get into these matches. You're going to tell me what you thought of them or if you thought of them. And if you didn't think of them, I ain't going to feel bad either. (laughs) They got to earn it, right? Six men, six six women tag match. They were messing up in commentary, right? Six women. The funny thing is, if they hadn't corrected themselves, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. I kind of would. They're not man. <laughs> I noticed it in the in the card. It was written that way on their card. And I was like, mm, no, I think six women tag match. Anyway, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez against Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox. With 75% of you voting for Mia Yim, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart. No one thought that Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez were going to win this. And the other 25% of you went for the DQ, no contest. It was just going to get thrown out. So it's like you guys literally had no faith whatsoever that the heels were competent enough to do I anything mean, I mean, to these people at all. Like you literally, like the whole entire community, not one person <laughs> thought for a moment that Candice LeRae, Dakota, Kyra, Raquel Gonzalez was going to be able to beat anybody on the other team. Even <laughs> even all his heels that are like under the heels, it was just like, nah, it's not going to work. And you know, I'm surprised because you're right. <laughs> Tegan Knox, uh, she goes over Dakota Kai with uh, the shiniest wizard. Pretty much. I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. no, no, po, po, Shoxy, Shoxy didn't almost kill herself this time, so. She kind of did. She has a death wish. That dangerous suicide dive that she did. It looked like Raquel caught her funky. It it looked like she caught her so that she'd be caught, to me. It, <laughs> it, it looked like. Because like, she- I could tell what she was supposed to do, because when we get to the Lee and Gargano match, it happened again. But it looked like Raquel wasn't as ready, for, at least from my point of view, it looked like Raquel wasn't as ready for that catch as she should have been. Oh, I'm, because she caught her. She was just like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's lucky because it looked like she was going to come up short. That's why she caught her like that. At least that's the way I saw it on the first glance. I didn't get to replay. I could be wrong, but that that's what I got from it. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Shotzi, once again, killing. It. I mean, she's so good when she's not almost killing herself. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like she's comfortable as a wrestler, but I don't know if it's, and I don't want to blame them, but I don't know if it's their ropes or their rings or their style, but it's almost like she seems so comfortable as a wrestler, yet not comfortable as a WWE superstar, and I've seen that before, where it's kind of like it seems like there's just stuff that's off about her timing. And again, that could be, that's sort of the reason why we've had places like NXT. Like it could just be trying to, they do like things to be a certain way. You know what I mean? It might be an angle that yeah. she hits something because some of her stuff just kind of seems at times like uh, like it's on point and great. And then other times it's like, what, what was that? Like, what happened? Yeah, like maybe sometimes she's struggling to work the timing out just a little bit. Because, I mean, from from what we've seen when they cut her loose, the girl's fantastic. But it's like every now and then in a match, you'll see a moment where it's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we can't have many more what happened moments like the one that we had on the NXT uh, <sighs> a couple of weeks ago. You know, like that's, that's gonna be a what happened for a whole different reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see her on darkest side of the ring. You know, right? Like, <laughs> and it starts out happy about how she used to love tanks. The final minutes of Shotzi Blackheart. Like, I don't want that episode in season three. Yeah, so it's kind of like be a little bit careful with all this aerial craziness mm-hmm. out here. Um. Did they do anything on the uh, the final, the go-home show of NXT to really, um, I guess, jumpstart or hype this up? I'm trying to think of anything that happened. I want to run that down real quick. Uh, I mean, I guess we had Candice LeRae against Mia Yim uh, in a match there. Um, yeah, that was that was really more of the hype that had gone into it was less Candice and, uh, Candace and Mia. Because yeah. between this past NXT and tonight, they had announced that six man tag match, that six woman tag match. Right, right. One thing about that match, I didn't like Beth Phoenix saying Candice turned her back on the WWE universe thanks to Gargano. Like, like what the what the hell? Like that's her husband, and she's like a grown woman. Like if anything, she's had less of a push than Gargano. Like she should be the one that's yeah. way more disgruntled. She's been jobbing out and losing to everybody. Like why would it be because of him? When you think about it, he's had a pretty nice ride. He's gotten all kinds of cool stuff in a really short time. He was NXT's time. first triple crown winner. He, like. he has no reason to actually be as mad as he is. That's what makes that gimmick so good when they do that, you know. But with her, it's legit. Where it's like, what do you mean all because of him? So I just thought it was funny. It was like the the, the husband takes responsibility. Oh, and that thing. Especially when he's the one who kicked him. When he's the one who kicked Chomp in the nuts. I mean, yeah. And and Dexter Loomis, I don't know what the hell. And that sort of foreshadowed what was going to happen in this show that there was going to be some involvement. But I don't know what the hell that was. What the interview asked him if Dream is going to go over Cole, and then he brings out like some markers and like a canvas. He's and just he's like, just, I don't want to talk. Just draw. And what I was did like, he draw? What was that? I don't even know what it was. I think no, it was exactly what happened tonight. Was it? Really? So yeah. remind me I when think, we get to I that. Think if I remember what it was, <laughs> I believe it was a picture of him in a car driving it and the undisputed era in the car. <laughs> That's great. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. The answer was in the, the answer was there. I'm glad we talked about it. the answer lies there. Cause it I was my painting. I was like, what the, that, that, that's, that's what I was thinking. He had a my painting moment. Like Jeff Hardy did it once. <laughs> as soon as he brought up the canvas, it was like, no way is this happening right now. Like, no way is this happening. Like this guy brought out a canvas. The only difference is he came out way cleaner. He's genuinely creepy, though. Not for nothing. Like, got, he he gets that down pat. But even more so. Like, I remember when I used to see him as Samuel Shaw and, and TNA, and I thought it was a little creepy with the Christy Hemi thing. But now, it's, it's just like, like the, he's just something. He's even more creepy, man. Like, when he comes I, in, I, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for him to show up on NXT one night in somebody's skin. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, even though they didn't really do anything with them for this takeover, I thought this was going to be the match added because Brazango had a match where they became the number one contenders. They came out as astronauts, and I really love these guys, and I'm glad that they became number one contenders. And I was hoping that that was going to be the match added to uh, this card. Unfortunately, uh, I guess they're holding out on that for the time being. But the two of them yeah. with that astronaut stuff, uh, all of so far, I, I can't decide what I like more. Entrance music and outfits and all with them. The, the firemen, <laughs> the... The freaking, for me, the, I think the maybe entrances. The, because, uh, for I, me, I feel like I feel like it's the entrances because you never know it's them when they come out because they but, always do something different. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't I don't know which one I like more. I think maybe the doctor. If I had to pick the doctors, was my favorite just because the beat of the music was the was the freaking pulse thing. The yeah, as they're doing the death. like it was. <laughs> it couldn't be more stripper than the way the beat of that pulse shit was going with like the thing. Like that's awesome. And uh, the astronaut was cool. I like how it sounded very spacey. It's with the gimmick of the shuttle and everything. Um, and unfortunately, even though I was anticipating adding this to tonight's card, they, this is something, I guess, for the future. Yeah, kind of weird. It seems like they're saving it for a live NXT, which, I mean, I wouldn't say they're for a takeover, but uh, yeah. I guess it's because it literally happened just last week, whereas this thing between these six women had been going for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't want to talk about NXT tomorrow, so just the last thing to get into the weeklies was Drake Maverick's match against Ijo de Fantasma where these masked guys come out and then Drake fights them off and he winds up getting finished by Fantasma thanks to that distraction. Um, and that made me think about what you said on Monday, which is why I'm bringing this up. Like it would be crazy now if your prediction is true and they're, and they're his guys. <laughs> like, like now at this point, that would be a, when, that, that would when be When I saw thing. them come out, I was like, here it comes. Because it was like, this guy was fighting for his dream and shit. Like that's the whole storyline, right? And then Ijo de Fantasma, I hate to say it, but he's been around quite a few times, not involved, but around whenever those dudes have driven up. So now in a match that's literally Drake Maverick's life depends on, he loses because he's fighting them off to protect Ijo de Fantasma, which is why he lost. And that whole dramatic scene, Triple H coming out with the contract at the end, you know, if it, if that didn't happen, his career would have been over. You know, good thing Drake's a good crier, you know, but that being said, if they were to make it that after all that, it was actually Ijo de Fantasma's people. If that, like how, like, I, I almost think they have to now, you know? Yeah. They really don't have any other way around, especially because Fantasma had no moment where it was like, what are you doing? Get away from here. Like the second Maverick was back in the ring, he was on him. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, that was just a little bit of a, the the go home show leading into this before we get into the big matches that were going on here. Uh where were we with these matches? We did the six man uh, tag. Yeah, yeah we've only six, done that the, one so far. The the six women tag. Uh overall, before we move off of this match, like where do you see uh the future in regards to any of these girls or, or this storyline with this uh, cause this all started with her getting her big bodyguard, like she got her China storyline. And, uh, yeah. and now it's got, to be honest, like, I don't know who they were trying to push in this, but now it's just like the three of them getting their asses kicked. Like at this point, I, I mean, I'm bored of the Dakota Raquel Gonzalez thing. Raquel hasn't been interesting the whole time she's been here. She's just been big. Dakota, I don't know what happened to her. Yeah. Candace needs to just do her own thing. Maybe continue the feud with her and Yim. Cause I mean, I don't see that being over. They haven't had a one-on-one match yet. Um, for Shotzi, I mean, hey, made her takeover debut. She ta- she popped her takeover cherry. So things are definitely looking good for her. I don't know where Tegan Knox is going to go from here, though. Yeah. Maybe do something with something else. Because, I mean, at this point, she took Kai's head off tonight. So just end that. Like, just move on to something else with her. So. Well, what a shame that you have a heel. You have these girls in this heel gimmick. 
you know, and, uh, nothing that happens in the gimmick works for them. You know, the mean music, angry persona, bodyguard, all this shit, uh, you know, and they're emphasizing how mean she is. And like, she literally doesn't get the W at any given point, you know? Yeah. I I think she had the unfortunate aspect of having two teammates that nobody really cares about right now. Like nobody's watching NXT wondering what's next for Dakota Kai or Raquel Gonzalez. No, no, they aren't. But at the same time, um, you know, I thought that they were trying to push someone here. And the way that they introduced that girl was literally like out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. Which I think is one of the bigger problems. It's kind of like, why was she like introduced as if she didn't matter? You know, like was she supposed to be? Was it going to be a thing where she turns? I mean, also that's something that I wanted to, that we didn't talk about. Wasn't there a miscommunication between the two of them during this match? Yeah, there was a brief miscommunication. So it looks like those two are already headed to Splitsville. So that might be what we're leading into in the next NXT. Like she, she accidentally kicked her, right? Like she kicked her in the face. Yeah. Oh man, the kick, the, I've seen many friendships end with a kick. Just from a kick to the face? Because of the kick to the face, you know? Y'all so, think Twitter ends friendships. Y'all see somebody get kicked in the face. Yeah, you don't want that. You know, it could be, it could be over for them. Uh, yeah, she, she accidentally kicked her in the head, you know, and then even the, the, crowd was like oh big miss or, or the commentary was like big miscommunication between them so you know but yeah all these girls are daredevils they're all gonna one-up each other until somebody drops dead is what it's starting to seem like is gonna happen here you know the last one alive get the push yeah last one alive <laughs> right <laughs> that's pretty much all that they can do but you see even some of that like if you look at these yeah. high spots like that she was crazy like- you know? She looked like she was more concerned about the land. And you know what it was? It it looked as if uh, Shotzi's internet scared Candace because see now that Molly Goran was almost perfect. Yeah, she could hit that like picture perfect. But like it's, with Candace, it looked like Candace was more concerned with the landing than the move itself. And it almost feels like the thing with Shotzi scared her. But you know what? Like, to the oh, outside God. though is like that's still a high risk. It it elevates the risk of that move like by a lot more than it usually yeah. would be. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, having a move like that is, is super dangerous. Like, because how the hell does she control where her legs are even going to go for something like that? Right. Not that well. Yeah. No, not that well at all. So I don't know. It's just definitely crazy. And they added this last minute. So that's why I wasn't on the poll, uh, up until later on this week, which is what we said was going to start happening. So overall, I didn't mind this match at all. Yeah. It was a pretty good start. Mm hmm. All right. So after that, we had, uh, the first, the first, uh, male match being Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Yep. Finish being Finn goes over with a coup de gras to the back of the head and then his original to the gut for the win. Yes. After a hard hitting fight. Mm-hmm. And 38% of you didn't think, well, 38% of you are all who thought that Finn was going to win. It was like six, 63% were for Damian Priest here. You thought this was a Damian Priest push, and quite frankly, I can't blame you because, to me, Finn is a heel. I, he's not even a heel anymore, right? Like the heel thing went away when he got really jumped. He, by, by he's more of like a he's more of at this point like kind of like a tweener. It's just like whoever's in his way is what he's going for. Yeah, pretty much. So, but you see, that's not where you want to land. No. <laughs> like think about that. Like they, they, when is, when is that? And in, in the whole history of wrestling, when have you ever seen that work? Where hmm, we we decided this guy wasn't working as a face, so we moved him to a different brand as a heel. And then that worked for about five minutes and he became an indifferent tweener. So yeah, I don't know what, where, really I don't even know him, him winning to me is actually kind of strange more than anything. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would have had Priest win this match, but looking at the match, at least he came out looking good. Cause I mean, he, he gave Balor a run for his money 
that whole match. Like uh, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite spots he wound up doing was uh, basically the razor's edge onto the apron, and he threw him from like the position of a ring post. So like, I got some distance before he hit. Yeah, no, there was yeah. there was um. Again, like I said, when it comes to people like Balor, I really like uh, the fact that they tried something different here. Yeah. But at the same time, I just wish that uh, I knew what their direction was with there. In regards to uh, the finish here, he went over with the coup de grace, like you said. I do love him the way he started the match, exploding out of the corner, like literally. Didn't even take his jacket off. You know, it was like he was trying to literally, like he didn't have time for the dramatic nonsense here. He was kind of like, you know, nope, I'm going to just kill this guy. You know, there was a lot of aggression and a lot of tension and craziness in this match. Uh, you know, nice razor's edge uh, at the edge of the apron from Mr. Priest here. Um, also that, that top rope choke slam that he does looks more like a side effect, but also I just like the impact. Yeah. Um, that, that was actually slam. his old ROH finish of a South of heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, priest, he goes for that razor's edge again, but then Balor, when he slides off and he counters with a, with a forearm and then priest takes that nasty back bump off of the apron onto the steel steps. That was crazy. He, he- he was yeah. dead in the water after that point. He never fully recovered from that. See, look at the stuff like that cyclone kick. Yeah. Stuff like this is what makes Damian Priest so much fun to watch because you shouldn't be that athletic at that size. Yeah, definitely not. And I is. knew that was going to give Balor issues, and it did, because the only thing worse than somebody who's bigger than you who's, is somebody who's bigger than you that can do a good portion of the stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it made Damian Priest look amazing, but it also gave credit to Balor as a competitor that he was able to adjust to something like that. Yeah, tell me about it. I, I like I said, here we go. That's here's the side effect. I didn't expect this to pop up here, but this is what I'm. I'm already calling it as like I've accepted it as that. But you see, that side effect, side effect. Yeah, yeah. This was a. I had mentioned in the chat room. I wish he would have kept this as his finisher. Basically, it's a side effect choke slam known as the South of Heaven. Right. What do you? What reason do you think that they changed it for? You know, I don't know. I I don't know why they changed all these guys' finishers because. We remember from watching him when he was still Damian Martinez in um in ROH. The South of Heaven was so cool because his body was so far from you when he went for the choke slam. It's a unique variation of it that you don't see anybody else do. Was his name actually Damian? And and uh, they they every now and then they go back and forth. Sometimes he was punish, Punishment Martinez. Then I remember him being Punishment Damian Martinez. Really? Why don't I remember? Yeah, they, it, I think it was, I think it says he was only Punishment Damian Martinez briefly. I see. But yeah, yeah, I, I, to this day, I've always wondered why they gave him the reckoning. Cause I mean, it's the freaking crossroads. How many people were WWE are going to have the crossroads? Yeah, that's not a good look. That's, that's kind of, it's, it's not, a, it's not a big man finisher. Yeah. No, definitely not. You know, he had what he had, what he needed. And then they always make strange adjustments like that. I don't know if it's a safety thing or what, but I couldn't imagine it being a safety thing. So no, it's, a choke slam. You, it's hard to be dangerous with that move. Yeah. No, it really is. But, but I mean, Priest definitely earned his stripes for sure. Showed how formidable the force he's going to be. I, I, I almost kind of want to see them run this back because I want to see Priest get that win back. Because I mean, a win over Finn Balor would do wonders for him. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of interesting to see where it's going to go from here, though. Yeah, and again, thirty-eight percent of you Balor, sixty-three percent of you Priest. You were wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> you failed. Yeah, do not fail us again. <laughs> you probably will, though. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> NXT North American title, Keith Lee defending against Johnny Gargano with 75% of you feeling that Keith Lee is going to retain this to 25% with Gargano. Finish being 
After a, a failed spirit bomb, Keithley goes to a second lighter spirit bomb into the Big Bang catastrophe and retains his championship. Mm-hmm. Good stuff there. This match was physical. <laughs> Very. And oh. uh, Keith Lee even broke out some Jason David Frank with the kicks. And he was all, see, oh, see. <laughs> it was like, what? Really? <laughs> okay. I was like, you doing this? Okay. That is that is special. That is something special right there. My uh, favorite part of the match, because it made me laugh so much, is when Gargano goes up to the door. And freaking Lee standing behind him from the fucking doorbell camera. And I was just like, that's that moment where your papa told you not to let anybody in the house, but it's somebody who needs to come in the fucking Oh, yeah, man. Excellent stuff. <laughs> now, there was some mistimed stuff in this match. Like, uh, that just looked a little weird. Like that middle rope dive spot where Lee was gonna, um, I, I guess he was supposed to hammer him down when he came through the ropes like punching yeah lee down. was like a fraction late and he kind of whiffed it and also there was like that weird sunset flip reversal where it was kind of like they were late and like uh lee sort of had to fall backwards to make it to, to make it look like a connect you know what i'm talking about right it was almost yeah. like a sunset yeah, bomb, that sunset was, like, flip counter. Like, sort of off sync with that uh like i said just little minor gripes here and there with it but i did like argano's uh middle rope tope into that tornado ddt to the outside beautiful uh once again, Keith Lee with that shoulder smash thing that he does where Gargano right through the damn tech plexiglass, man. Like, that, that is a crazy bump when he does that. He pounced him through the plexiglass. And I was like, oh, I thought about it. I didn't think about it until midway through the match. I was like, I wonder if he's going to set that up at some point. Because it's not like the Strowman thing. It's hard to predict when he's going to do it. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's crazy that the way these two went at it. And Gargano, he works really good as a heel. Like, you notice that Gargano as a heel actually... uh. Because some people make this mistake, and I think that's one of the reasons, and they don't even realize it, that that's why their pushes don't work. But the part of the magic of wrestling is that you can't, you can no longer work as a babyface. And there's specific things that you wouldn't do as a heel that you would do as a babyface, and not just the blatant things, you know, but ways that you would work an opponent in the ring completely change. The whole psychology for you changes. And I got to give credit to Gargano this time around. He's embracing that a lot because all of his stuff, uh, all of his motions and movements, you know, it just, it, it's just basically that of a heel, you know? Exactly. Like a lot of the, like the, the multiple suicide dives, we didn't see that. We didn't see the multiple, uh, attempts at, uh, what I always call the kill shot, that slingshot DDT. We didn't see a lot of the different setups that he usually did. Even the super kick, he didn't even set it up like he usually does. He just went straight into it. Right, because you don't want to pop out, even though there's no crowd to pop. But mm-hmm. under normal circumstances, the last thing that you want to do is you want to pop the crowd, which that's something that there was like, it became a lost art. And I think I, can't, yeah. I partially blame the NWO and DX because it's sort of like, all right, there's nothing. Oh, God, no here reason, it is. <laughs> there's no reason not to be, uh, not to think these heels are cool. You know, if you give yeah. heels cool stuff, people are going to like them. Like, now it's not the way that it used to be. You're looking forward to their entrances and their pyro and their cool outfits and all the stuff that yeah. they're doing. And I think that's you love wearing their shirts. And that's the problem with NWO and DX versus nowadays where uh, you want to be a heel. And that's why people are upset that Gargano's music changed because it does suck. It's a shitty song, you know, and it, his act. Well, it's not supposed to be something you're excited for. Exactly. And the and the way he, uh, the way the car, uh, he took the car key or whatever it was the house key and he, he keys uh keith lee in the eye and then he hit someone with, oh, the, yeah. with the ddt i thought that was over when he when he i was like no way that's this is how they're gonna do it you know like they <laughs> because the key to the eye is like a pretty serious thing 
but no, thankfully he went over, like you said, Big Bang Catastrophe, which 75% of you thought was going to be the way that this goes down. And it did. It oh, yeah. Did. It was just kind of funny that at one point Candace tried to come out and then Mia just comes out like, uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, right. The little, the little battle that they had. I love how they just fought from one end of the ring to the other and it's like just kept it moving. And I thought about that because when he pulled the thing out of his trunks, I was like, yo, that man was wrestling with car keys, with house keys and his junk the whole match. Like, that's just dangerous. Like, you fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's sketchy. Uh huh. So after that, we had, what was next? That Was it that backlot brawl? Uh, yeah, surprisingly early on in the pay per view, uh, NXT World Championship. What the hell, right? Why is the NXT World Championship coming in now? I guess give the ladies the spotlight because they spoil their headlines. That's the only thing I can think of. Like. 36% of you thought that Adam Cole was going to retain. 65% of you thought this was the Velveteen Dream's time to become NXT World Champion. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Finish to this match, Panama Sunrise, on a comical pile of chairs for the win. Yeah, freaking uh, Velveteen Negan did not come away with this one, unfortunately. No, he he definitely did not, which it goes back to our talk that we had this past Monday where I had that theory in regards to maybe it will be Dream that moves up or maybe they have something in store with a Dream. It seemed like the loser of this match was going to be the one to go up to either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And you think that that's what happened? Because we kept hearing the rumors that it was going to be Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean... I think I started to think about it more along the week and the fact that they said the rumors were saying Adam Cole and not mentioning the Undisputed Era. That's where I was like, nah, it's probably Dream then because they would mention the whole Undisputed Era if Cole was coming up too. Yeah. Like that being left out was an interesting thing for me. But I mean, for God's sakes, at this point, you got to damn near kill Cole to get that belt off. <laughs> yeah. Cole goes over with the Panama Sunrise on the steel stairs. Or like ten chairs, like rather. ten steps. Why am I calling them I mean, did, stairs? Damn chairs. it, we did it again. <laughs> you know what it was? Because somebody called the steps chairs earlier in the night. That's what it was. <laughs> I blame whoever you are. But yeah, <laughs> nice touch with the Cole. Adam Cole showing up in the monster truck in the dream. He has the yellow Lamborghini. He's dressed like Negan. How cool is that, right? Yo, I was like, I just reckon I'll never get. I instantly came to me. I was like, Rick, are we, is it the location PP Pan City? Is that what it is? Yeah, that was great. In but fact, sure. one thing that disappointed me was when he was looking for Adam Cole and he couldn't find him. I would have loved for him to just break out the Negan whistle. <laughs> you know, like when he was walking around for like, Adam Cole, where are you? And he sort of hit him. You're the savior whistle. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, definitely my favorite Velveteen Dream outfit at this point now. Huh? Yeah, but he winds up taking a fire extinguisher to the face. That, But again, that would have been a great spot with the whistle. Yeah, and of course, we had mentioned... uh. Mr. Loomis apparently predicting the future because after the Undisputed Era interfere, Dexter freaking Loomis shows up and basically tied steal the Undisputed Era. But before that even happens, freaking Cole takes like a crazy bump. He takes a bump oh, yes. with that ladder where um they're setting it up here, if you're watching us. And uh, it looked like it was going to be the uh freaking purple rainmaker off of the ladder onto the car, which still would have been pretty rough. Yeah. I kind of saw something like that coming just because of the angle of how close the ladder was. I was like, okay, what's going to go wrong? Yeah, pretty much. That's the only thing with wrestling sometimes. You can almost kind of tell if a spot's going to work or not based on where everything's positioned. I expected him to jump off the monster truck. 
Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, he winds up bumping from the ladder through the windshield of the car. Like it looks here, like there's no way in hell this was gonna happen. Like the the whole Panama sunrise. So he takes that nasty, and that's a rough bump. You know, I don't oh care. yeah, it looked like it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, and then like and watch, then, watch the angle he lands when he gets hit. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. And then you know, there's the uh. Like you mentioned, Dexter Loomis, the future, he creepily, and it was creepy as hell. He's pulling the ladder under the ring and they're like, what? They're looking around. And then he, uh, and then he pops out all creepy just the way he looks. And he winds up. his way from under the ring. And he kidnapped both of them, right? I'm telling you, man, somewhere right now, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong getting dug out lightly. Yeah. (laughs) It might be graphic, but damn it, it's probably true. No, no, you're spot on with that. But yeah, dream countering the Panama Sunrise into that Dream Valley driver. I really like that. Even it was it happened so fast that Morrow was still called it the Panama Sunrise as it as it yeah. transitioned. <laughs> you know you you know you done done something quick where you could swore Morrow. Yeah. Because he he had it ready, locked and loaded, Panama Sunrise, and then forgot Tommy to go in into the Dream Valley driver. hmm Next we had a singles match, and I use that term very loosely. It was Tommaso Ciampa versus Cameron Cross, Killer Cross, with 13% of you thinking Ciampa will go over. So at least you're not surprised in that aspect. 75% of you for Cross, and also 13 of you thinking, 13% thinking that this is going to be a case of DQ, no contest. This was a, uh-huh. this was a case of shit, if you really ask me. No. <laughs> They should have to go watch it. They should have to endure like everybody else. No, this was terrible. This was one of the worst NXT matches. This was a bad idea. This is once again, they're trying to put over a big guy. And you know how they love to put over big guys. But I kind of felt like they did to Champa the kind of thing that this reminds me of the story that Stone Cold talked about where he walked out of the company because as big of a name as he become and as much as he did, they came up with the King of the Ring tournament. And in the first round of the tournament, he was going to face Brock Lesnar and he was just going to get hit with suplex and F5 and they get pinned and then go over and yeah, that's just mowed take over his shit and go home because it wasn't just them bearing his character. He felt that it was it was losing money where it was kind of like a match like that Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar. You would build that up and you would have like a feud and you would like put it on like a big stage. And then if he's going to put the guy over, he's going to do it there. But you're going to have this unannounced match on this random tournament and stone cold steve austin your biggest name for years is going to go over this young is going to fight your new young up-and-comer boom wham round one move on and forget about stone cold and he didn't like that so he was like fuck that that sounds like the worst idea i've ever heard and i'm leaving for anyone who doesn't remember the stone cold steve austin story and he said since then that he could have handled it better like now that he's older and shit he said that he regrets doing that he could have handled it better but to this day i wonder how how could you have handled that better yeah. What could you have done? What would you have done? Like what everybody else does, make a deal of some sort? It sounds like the the right choice to me. So I'm, I look at that and it reminds me here of that in a weird way. Because you have this match that happens and it was like a non-match and Champa's like one of their biggest guys, you know? And it's, it reminds Tough me... Toughest on top it's of that It's almost like the Stone Cold Brock Lesnar thing all over again. Where I feel like they were in love with this new Brock Lesnar, the new shiny toy. So they just want to get this new shiny toy over as as quickly as possible, whatever it takes, because they're not thinking about this. First of all, Champa and, and this cross guy could been I can't say it would be a big money match because I don't really like the cross dude, but it could have been a bigger money match. How how the hell did something like that get uh swept under the carpet? It was short. It was short as hell. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And it buried Champa. Like he put up no fight whatsoever. The the finish was ironically a variation of the F five almost, right? Isn't that they even they even said like the beast incarnate. When he did it, they were like, yeah. Look, like the beast incarnate. It, you know, and when and it's kinda like you're you're literally already what I'm saying, you're already trying to drill that into my head. The fact that you said like the beast incarnate tells me that what I'm thinking about you is the fucking truth. Because he went and did that. He did that that move. And then he hits him with that chokehold, that cross jacket in a shitty, yeah, which, shitty match. Which, which even bothered me even more because, for one thing, I mean, like I said, we were talking about before, I, mean, I was a fan of Killer Cross back in Impact. But here's the thing about it. Because when I went on Monday, I voted for Killer Cross. I expected, okay, it's going to be a drag out fight. He's going to work the neck and then Doomsday Saido, the move that, hey, guys, drops him on the back of his neck. For everything we've seen Ciampa do, this match should have been a fight. This should have been probably one of the most physical matches of the night. And it wasn't. For it's no it's not the fact that Cross won that bothered me. It's the fact that Cross barreled over Ciampa like he was a newbie. But you know what, dude? It would have been bad even if he would have won fair and square. This guy just got here. We don't know yeah. shit about him. I have not been watching TNA, and I didn't care who their top guy was. And it's not like they had many people. Who did he go over for that? You know what I mean? This guy yeah. needed to build. I don't care how big he is. They didn't do that for guys that were bigger. They didn't do that for Ryback. And Ryback was a bigger physically and more intimidating dude, and he had to climb that shit. Even that other dude, the uh, the porn guy, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> mean oh, face. He- <laughs> Mitch. Yeah. Lars. When you said Mitch, you may remember Lars. Okay. Lars, that guy. Even that dude. They slowly you know the way you, you know the the build to a big guy. Yeah. You know that form, they, they, you know? they 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 had him run over some nuts from newbies for like a month or two and then he started he started gradually dipping into the real roster. Exactly. But they How? just had him kill across come in and in his a third match barrel over the only nxt champion to have never been outright beaten for the championship buried, literally i'm already saying i hate to say it man but i'm starting to see the 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 walls crack in in the palace of nxt not for nothing <laughs> because i've never really had to come onto a show a pay-per-view show and ask or question why they did something you know what i mean yeah like even me being a fan of killer cross i don't get it yeah, I've never like, had to do that before where I don't understand how you can do that to pretty much your top guy there, regardless of title or not. Like your top guy is Champa right now. Because what I thought about it, you um it's in the chat room the fact that the Seamus Daniel Bryan match of Mania was better. There was more of an understanding of why Bryan lost the match. He was kissing his girlfriend, he got distracted, and he got one shotted. Oh, you're saying because I there brought was up no in the chat room that I like that match better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the sad part about this, in that short match, I could see where the storytelling was. Brian got distracted. Brian wasn't ready. Seamus was ready. But this, I don't get it. <laughs> like, because I'm right there with you. Truth be told, Cross winning, even if it would have been a fight, would have still not been the best thing, but it still would have been better because it would have been a fight. He ran through Chompa like Chompa was nothing. Yeah, no, he really did. Because really I mean, did. if if you dra- if you drag this out into a fight, you can work off the story of hey, Chompa at one point has hit him with everything and can't finish him, and he still hasn't mentally recovered from the Gargano thing, so it's a sense of doubt, and then Cross capitalizes. You can do something like that. In this, it's like what? Yeah, no, that was because because doubt doesn't change the fact that you damn near have to kill Chompa to beat him. Like, There's no explanation for that whatsoever. And uh, 
it's 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 not like I haven't seen this before. I hate to say it, and I'm not saying that it's that the progression is fast, but it was only a matter of time until NXT became like everything else. Because ECW I watched become like everything else to the point where it was literally indistinguishable from the other brand. You know what I mean? It's like it was only I don't even care anymore. It's obvious to me. And might then I know there'd be there are people and I hate to I'm not I don't even mean it disrespectfully, and there are people less experienced with this kind of shit. Because we're just fans too, but there are people less experienced that might say I'm overreacting from one decision. I I really don't think so. I really yeah. don't think so. If I can compare it to another situation, almost mirror where one of their top guys literally walked out on the company because of something similar, then it's really not at that small. It's big enough that someone would have done that in the past. And uh he just got out of a feud with another guy that they're trying to push, Gargano, where the whole point of that feud was to determine which one of them was the better one. And they finally decided it would be Gargano who went over and then Champa admitted it. You know, he kind of had that Vegeta moment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, then to top that, that's like if Vegeta had that moment and then lost to Piccolo the next day, you know? Oh, jeez. We're just like, wait a minute. Like, oh. he already, he's already number two. Now in the, in the day you made him number three. Now he's number nine? Like, what? <laughs> like, how? How in the fuck did you do that? For a guy I don't give a shit about. Just because he has a cool entrance with a hot girl? <sighs> and if you are moving Champa to one of the other brands, what a, what a beautiful send-off that was. Good job for somebody who pa- practically carried your brand. Great. It, it's good to see that this isn't, that this company hasn't been replaced by, by fucking Scrawl or Cree or some weird shit. You're definitely all still you. No clones here. You know? <laughs> you know what it is? Because they think when they call Champa up, everybody's just gonna be, just gonna forget. They and it's will. like, no, we remember what you did. They will, but that's not what you, that, that's just a shitty way to do things. They didn't even give people like the match that you would deserve for something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? The match that they I saw this match on the card and I was like, ooh, this and is then, brutal. And, and this goes back to what we were saying on Monday. Last Monday, it was like, we've seen what this guy can do in squashes. Now let's see what he can do in like a big match. And I, I'm starting to suspect that he can't. The prize part about That's it is? That's the only reason why I, would, I could think of that they would do that because he can't. And the upsetting part about it is, I'm willing to bet he can. But the problem with really? it is, this company doesn't care what you can do on the outside. Well, just if you could give some, if share some on social media, or even directly tell me, mm-hmm. share share some matches, share a match or something where the guy works. I'd like to see, see you know, you don't have to do it right now during the show, but I'd like yeah. to see, uh, you know, I'd like to see the guy work. You know, I want to see that he could and they just didn't let him rather than for me to believe that he never could. So they just didn't want him to, you know, because it's just yeah. it's unbelievable unbelievable to me I, I think i might have seen him in if he was in pwg because i feel like i saw him there he I, I don't know if i'm mistaken for someone else but i feel like i've seen him before that but uh either way man like i don't know dude to, to me that to ruined a lot of the pay-per-view oh believe me i i i wiped my mind of it by the next match <laughs> i was like this isn't canon until we get to the poll show yeah so i mean let's be real it's not like i had much to wipe anyway so Mm-hmm. Before you know, because this is going by fast, let's see. We have a uh, have some post stuff here. They didn't put up too much, but we have Damian Priest, uh, a Damian Priest thing here. Let's see what that is. Damian Priest, an unfortunate loss for you tonight against Finn Balor. But looking back now, do you wish you would have approached wanting this match in a different way? Oh, hell no! I wanted this match for a reason. We all know how good Finn Balor is, and he is that good. No excuses. I got beat. This match wasn't about just a win or loss. This match was about the next step in my name living on. And I think I accomplished that. The name D- Damien Priest, 
It's on its way to live forever now. You're gorgeous. <laughs> what are we going to be doing? Making passes on all the interviewers? I mean, hey. <laughs> He's good on the mic, though. You know, you got to give credit yeah. for that. You got a guy who's good on the mic. And um, a good, good personality. He, I like his look, too. He has a really cool look. You know, there's no there's no he downside has, here. There's no downside. He has one of my favorite entrances in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, overall, there's, they're, there's very few entrances where top to bottom, I'm excited the whole time. Overall, as long as they don't just break him like they do everything else, as long as they just keep going, that, that, that should work. You got it there. Just go. Yeah. You have something good in your hands. Do not fuck it up. Pretty much. They put a Keith Lee one here, too. Let's see what the hell this is quite frankly did everything in his power tonight to try to take away your north american championship how sweet was that victory knowing that things have gotten so personal sweet sweet like a lovely mango fresh picked you know we talked about seeing the gargano dinner and how ridiculous it was and even my little parody also ridiculous (laughs) but tonight was about redemption tonight was about making a point he made some points a key to the eye. The damage he's done to my hand. A formidable opponent. He's crafty, cunning. They call him Johnny Takeover for a reason. But tonight, the Garganos pay, not their way. Oh, man. That motherfucker said, like, sweet, sweet mango. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, you kind of energy? You're writing poetry, bro. I was like, what you do? So, main event. Main event of the evening. NXT Women's Title Triple Threat Match: Charlotte Flair defending against Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Eleven percent of you, eleven percent of you thinking Charlotte was going to take this. You, I guess you guys were convinced that this was just uh, a cameo. Fifty percent of you thinking Io Shirai's taking it. To a very close forty percent of you thinking Rhea Ripley's going to. Uh, get it back. Man, you guys really like her, huh? I mean, I don't mind her, but Jesus Christ. This is, she's going to be one of those people that's like impressionable to a specific demographic. I hate to say it kind of like Cesaro, where everyone's going to acknowledge how good she was and what they should have done that they didn't. And so it really, it really looks that way to me. It really looks that way to me. Yeah. It's unfortunate <laughs> for her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Finish. Yeah. Finish to the match after, uh, Charlotte gets Rhea in the figure eight and almost replicates her mania win. Oh, Io Shirai hits her moonsault, but literally catches all Rhea's head. So, no, 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 no. She didn't hit her moonsault. She hit Billy Kidman's moonsault. <laughs> she had a Kidman. <laughs> and here's the thing, because we talked about it literally right before uh, we got on. I don't know if we wanted to mention the fact that, like, Meltzer basically confirmed, like, yeah, she screwed that up. Oh, Naya? No, well, <laughs> her too. But here's the reason why I don't give EO as much flack. She does not often mess up that moonsault. But she did not- tonight. Listen, it's a moonsault. I know that this is wrestling and everything, but it's a moonsault. Saying she doesn't often mess up that moonsault is like saying he doesn't often shoot the wrong guy. You know? <laughs> like, you can't fuck up a moonsault like that. You're hitting somebody in the head from the sky. And your name has sky in it. Your gimmick's about <laughs> the sky. And you're coming from the very sky. It's no longer a gimmick. At the point where you collide, now it's a shoot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, she hit her so hard that I wasn't even sure if she hit her. 
Cause it was like, she didn't look dead. You know, she wasn't convulsing or unconscious. She looked the same. All right, let's she looked like she was not having fun. Uh, she hit her. <laughs> can we, is there a place? I don't even know if they, they're probably not putting that anywhere. Is there a way we can see this? We need to find that shit. Oh my God, I don't know. Let me see if I can yeah, possibly around, track it down. Let me but... find a tweet of it or anything, like or someone from the chat room, because that was rough, man. You can't hit somebody <sighs> with a moonsault with your knees to their face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a uh, that was not pretty. No, it was not pretty at all. But I mean, that was the only part of the match that was ugly because holy crap, these girls went to work. Have have you uh, heard anything about her? Like, is she still with us? Uh, <laughs> pretty sure she's still with us. Let me check. I haven't seen anything uh, yet about like injury, real condition, or anything. From what it's, and I'm hoping it stays this way. But from what it seems, like maybe she just got. If anything, she probably got her bell rung. But yeah, I'm scrolling through now. Even in the hour we've been here, like I haven't seen anything. Hey, you know, they're usually pretty close. They're usually pretty fast to, up to um, upload when something goes wrong. I think I already found it. Oh, God. Yeah, what's the freaking landing? Like, yeah, let me set oh, this up. It was not sexy. I'm just, I just love how, like, at this point in the world, we've gotten to the point where when somebody messes up a move from the sky, we call it a Billy Kidman, whatever the movie was. Yeah. Well, he got like, like, a, like a Finn Balor ever stomps somebody on the head. Like, no, that was Billy Kidman's cougar girl. <laughs> Well, his moon so he did that to somebody. He was known for, I think it was Chavo, wasn't it Chavo? Yeah, Chavo got hit with that shooting star press, and he caught all knees. Like, there was no question. that he, We're sitting here wondering, is she okay? There was no question Chavo wasn't okay. That, to me, is crazy. But then again, Billy's shooting star was always kind of sketchy because there was no, like, there was no distance. It was just, okay, he's going to put you as close as he can. He's just going to go. I mean, do you remember what was in WCW when he clipped his ankles and almost killed himself? Yeah. You know, <laughs> he he doesn't get any air on that fight. He he never does. He does enough to get the rotation. Mm-hmm, pretty much. But you notice nobody does shooting stars like that anymore. They get as high as they can. Uh-huh. <laughs> you make sure you clear that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure we get a, a good one here. Bear with us. We do this shit live. So. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And this just happened, so. Yeah, it's going to be kind of hard to catch a good one, but. Here we go. Brace yourself. That's rough. Oh. Get like a, oh. oh. Like, Hopefully uh, she's not concussed or anything. Damn. Holy shit. I mean, I we didn't it. see the ref like instantly go to her. So, because, you know, usually with those refs, the second something like that goes wrong, they're on them in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't know what's And she, she looked like she was mo- like the way she, I hope what she was moving when she was moving around, that was just selling the moonsault, but. Well, in what other in, in what other form of entertainment do you do you get your own confetti party when you when you essentially nearly kill someone? You know what I'm saying? Like she got uh and the funny thing is I kinda got what they meant when I thought about it a little more when they said a Japan style celebration, because like when I remember um watching New Japan on Access after like Okada would cut a promo or like uh, Nakamura would cut a promo, they had the big confetti party afterwards. They don't do it right after. I think oh, it's so what you the mean, like, like at the end of like Wrestle Kingdom type shit and Not even I, I, I sometimes just like a big big match i just remember new japan because it's funny that was their thing they were like they they kind of say oh it's a call back to japan and i was thinking japan never really throws streamers it's always been ring of honor japan, ring of honor like, did a lot more for sure japan gives you flowers and like a little ceremony usually 
they're not streamers, so it's just funny to see the streamer thing, and then they're talking about it. Was, it, uh, it, it felt more ROH for me because with, with ROH, they always had the multicolor ones. When I see it in uh, Japan, which I mean, like I said, I only usually see it at like a bit, end of like a big main event. Like if this if this was WWE, it'd be like at the end of their big four. It would all be one solid color. But no, they had it was all it was like a rainbow chaos in there. But it was cool for whoever. Yeah, I'll try. But to this get a match shot was nuts. <laughs> I'll try to get a shot of it on the screen here. Yeah, if but yeah, can. this this match was absolutely off the walls. Um, there you go. I there love kind their, of a, there was their their streamer party. <laughs> that was cool. I don't think they've done that in NXT though. That was definitely a first. In fact, the only time I've seen anything like that was uh, it wasn't even at the end of their match, but it was the beginning of um the introductions when uh Balor and Owens fought in Japan. Yeah. Good stuff. Very, very good yeah. main event. Really cool. There were a lot of nice spots here besides that crazy finish. I did enjoy uh, Charlotte's double spear against them. Uh, I liked Rhea pulling Charlotte um, out of putting the figure eight on Shirai. Like she essentially yanks her out of the ring by her hair out of her own figure eight. Yeah, because um, uh, she almost had the bridge complete. Yeah. Ugly, and- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say when um, you basically want to pull her out, but I think my favorite thing, hands down, EO dove off the fucking house. Yes, she did the house <laughs> I didn't realize dive. how high that thing was until she got up off it. You know, now all we need is for uh, freaking Kyrie Sane to dive off of something, and we have all three of them. Right? Because it was so funny. It was so high up. I didn't realize she was up there at first. Uh, yeah, they did the same I think, thing, I, literally. I, yeah. I think it was right before... Um, it was right before they cut to the camera where they focused solely on her. Then I saw her. Yeah. One gripe is Charlotte when she throws Shirai through the through the window in like what I would consider the weakest OMG spot I've ever seen in my life. It was like, what what was that? Like seriously. Yeah, no glass, nothing. Like- no glass, barely a frame. You could have made something better out of the pizza boxes you had tonight if any of you ate pizza. Like this was like there was nothing there. Like you could have thrown a freaking toddler. Don't throw a toddler, but you could have. <laughs> And you would have broken this thing. Like, and when it happened, I was like, instinctively, I was looking, I was listening for the crash. And I thought my sound cut out. And I was like, wait, did my sound just cut out on the crash? Like, and yeah. then it went back to the replay. And I was like, oh, there was just nothing. Okay. The prop guy cut out. He had a date. <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing there. There was such a non-spot. I like, um, uh, I like Rhea hitting out uh, the riptide from the middle rope the same way she won the title. Yes, yes, the, the top rope riptide, which was broken by Shirai, by the way. Otherwise, that would have probably been a wrap. Yeah, because I, when I saw her saying up, I was like, oh, God, she's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And when Charlotte didn't counter, I was like, oh, shit, she's going to do it again. Yeah. And uh, I also enjoyed that sequence where Eel, she's trying to hurricane Rana Rhea off the top rope, but Rhea blocks and catches her. So now she's upside down on the top rope, sort of tree of wall slash styles clash position. And while she's being held there, Charlotte super kicks her. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that's you don't see people get hit from that angle too often. So the fact that Charlotte was there the whole time, yeah, made it funny. I did like that Charlotte had that douchey start where she um she she, she slides out she right went away, outside right? the she, ring. She did the but Owens. then she wrapped in, grabbed Rhea by the head, yanked her down, and ran back. Out. Yep, she was doing the Owens. I love that. It was so douchey, but it was great. Oh, um, like, oh, she's such an asshole, but it was amazing. Epic stuff, man. Epic stuff. Yeah, but I mean, congrats to EO. We now have three Japanese champions, if you count uh, NXT and Raw as separate entities. 
This is true. Yeah, because you have uh, Hikaru Shida in AEW, you have Oscar on Raw, now you have Eos Rai in NXT. But he's out here killing the game. Oh, they definitely are, man. This is looking, this is a good year. I mean, so far, pushes across the board. And I like that the girls that are serious, not the cutesy, happy, cheerleadery, fairy looking, flying, buzzy, you know, gimmicks are the ones that are going over. Like, take the Japanese women a little bit seriously. They don't, they all don't have to look like you just found the fairy pond in the Legend of Zelda and you're trying to fill your jars. <laughs> Nobody has that. Everybody doesn't have to look like fucking Riho. Yeah, exactly. I really expected you to say that first, truth be told. <laughs> because that's exactly who I thought of when you say QT. They make a lot of their girls look like that, though. You know? Yeah. We got mean bitches for champions now. Come on now. It's a damn shame. <laughs> All right, so... Any other thoughts? What are your thoughts overall on this this show? This I think it's a bit polarizing. I don't think everyone got what they wanted. What do you think in regards to this? Yeah, I think overall, I definitely enjoyed ninety nine percent of the matches. Yeah. <laughs> you you count that Champa thing only as one percent? Yeah, I can't. I can't this, break it. Was it, it, it was it wasn't even like a full percentage of a match. Like if, just, if we had to cut this pizza into six slices, that would be it. Would, it would be twenty percent. I, you know what's funny? I, for me, it'd be twenty percent if it was be, an actual match and not just like. Actually, my math is off there. Ignore me, because yeah, no, it would be lower than that. But the point yeah. being that it would definitely not be one percent. Yeah, See, the only reason I can only count is one percent is because barely anything happened. So like, it's not even dignified to get the full percentage on a regular match. What? Yeah, but, but that yeah, this, stands out as a flaw. Them not putting on a good match where they're supposed to be a match doesn't mean they don't lose a point. You know that there was supposed to be a, the absence. To me, that's even worse. You know. Like that stood out. I, I hate to say it, but but in a pay per view like that, that stood out to me more than anything was the fact that uh you have these th- this big character that just came out of one of your biggest feuds that you focused the most on and literally dropped him to a stranger. Yeah, yeah. When you play it that way, it makes more sense. Then. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, I enjoyed the pay per view. All the matches, like all the matches, with the exception of that one, were off the walls. Everybody had quite the showing. And I mean, when it comes to a lot of these guys, I want to see what's next. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. Now, for me, I thought that it was cool. I like the fact that they didn't take themselves too seriously. Very nice that we had a sense of nostalgia there. Even if I'm not a fan of the Todd guy and everything, it was just cool to see all of the little callbacks and quips and jokes and parodies, uh, especially during like the, the times that we're in. It was nice to have some lightheartedness and nothing took itself too seriously without taking away from the matches and just the overall experience that we had. Uh, a shame what they did. I don't know what the direction is with the carry and cross champa thing. I'm curious more than ever to see what they're going to do in regards to that on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, I think they did a good enough job. You know, I just yeah. wish that, that that's the one blemish on it for me. That's definitely the one black eye of this whole event, which unfortunately for takeovers, the more I think about what you said, like, yeah, it's true. Like with takeovers, you can't even afford have to have one bad match. Cause I mean, we always said how these pay-per-views, these takeovers are like the craziest games that can you top this. Yeah. Like every match literally tries to outdo the last one. And exactly. this one, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't get it either. We talked about you're right, last last takeover, we talked about how by default, if you have one bad match at a takeover, you've made that takeover the worst takeover of all time because none of them have really had bad matches. And the last one, it was uh these two, the the it was team. it was uh yeah Kai and uh Knox. Kai and Tegan Knox, which kind of shaded the pay per view, but that's not as bad as what happened tonight. We might be yeah. by default, even though it was good, but just statistically, 
the worst NXT ever. Yeah, because I mean, you at know, least Kai and Knox thing. had a match, like had a fight. It was botching on Hill, but they had a fight. Like, like nobody just got ran over in this. Yeah, just by the fault well, of I mean, one match. match. You know, just by the fault of one match. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't want to be too hard on it. It it happened nah. the way that it did, and. That is all that I know. <laughs> yeah, right. We won't judge too soon. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> you should have given me. And the, here oh, comes the bus. You should give me the. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. Nobody can be a Skype this time. <laughs> Nobody oh, can be a Skype. And Stone Cold wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, no, our Skype works. That bit has standards. Damn it! <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. All right. Well, that being said, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this NXT TakeOver. It's been wonderful having you all here, our regulars in the chat room, and of course across the new platforms. I know you guys can see us over there on Twitch and on YouTube and even live on Twitter, as well as in our home base of Mixer.com slash TalkBrunch and TalkBrunch.com as well. Uh, Willie V2 and Kula IECB Gamer and Six Slayer as always. Uh, Stasis Dreams, Fat Oracle, Anyone else that I may have missed uh, when I was browsing the chat rooms. And of course, all of you listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Um, also now on iHeartRadio. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Talk Brunch Live, episode 387. This has been your NXT TakeOver In Your House 2020 post show. And I have been your host of it all, Rick Dyer, with my co-host, Destin Frazier. On that note, we... Out of here. Okay, just one. Shut it down.